I ate ice cream last night and fucking immediately regretted it. it every time. It's I fall for it every time. I'm like, maybe this time. Okay. <laughs> and then like I order the small and the lady's like, oh, I actually made too much. I'm sure you don't care. And it's like, well, fucking actually, Again? I do a little bit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With people with, you and fucking people you, with ice cream. That's what you get for being a charming fat man. People just want to give you all the fucking food you can't eat. And like I'm not like obese, like morbidly so it seems okay for them to give me food like oh he's just a chunkier fella who likes to eat he's probably cool with that and he's older so he's living with it so he's already made the decision this is his life i'm not gonna hurt that anybody gives him more ice cream it'll probably make the fat boy happy <laughs> and it does it's fantastic it's great <laughs> and i pooped all night supposed to do we shut it down casey what are we doing here bo yes we're here listening to the calls people leave the messages people leave yes we're listening to the messages people leave and our voicemail that can be located <laughs> by picking up a phone and dialing the following numbers 304 <laughs> They do the numbers that correspond to the following letters. Jams. Jams. It's five two six seven, I think. What'd I say? The letter you were saying the numbers that correspond. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. think they're five, I two, think six, it's five, it's five two, two six seven. Yeah. I've heard all these calls. Yep, that's right. I've you're, all I've heard all these jam heavy calls. You're Casey. You have heard none of them. I'm Bo. We're telefriends. <laughs> it's true. And it goes a little something. <laughs> let's start uh, you know, let's 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 get out of the gate strong with call number seven. Oh, welcome to another episode of Name That Film. I'm your host, a bowl of soup. And as always, if our contestants are unable to make up a name for the film I describe, I will be eaten with a fork. Well, let's begin. It's a bowl of soup. After agreeing to help out his crush, a promising teen boxer puts his dreams on hold and becomes immersed in the world of competitive double dutch. All right. 30 seconds on the clock. Contestants at the ready? Let's name that film! On the ropes. Jump in. Jump in. Exclamation point. It's a Disney movie of the week. I'm, not, I'm, I'm holding down for on the ropes. You like the boxing it it term? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh, tied together. Yeah. Another rope pun. <laughs> Yeah, I think on the ropes works. All right. But you don't want to be on the rope when you're jumping rope. It's on the ropes on the nose. Is it Off the ropes. Mm. Is it too much focus on what he did and not where, he, where he's going? Learning the ropes. Learning the ropes. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you may recall that we had some issue naming a film. <laughs> Bang. Over the last couple weeks. It's my new catchphrase. I'm into westerns now. <laughs> I put away the cars for the winter, for the fall. Your new name is Old Casey. Prospector Casey. <laughs> we had issues, uh, or we put it to the audience to help us name a 
movie right. previously. Yes. The one about the two <clears throat> women who, through the powers of the eclipse, switch bodies. Eclipsters. As clipsters. Yeah. Well, we have a uh, caller has some thoughts on that with call number six. Hey, tell a friend. It's Sam. Uh, I was just calling in because I wanted to uh, re-explain my... Oh, fuck. I fucked it up. I fucked it up again. I'm going to call back. I fucked it up. This is like... All right. We'll try it again. Sam called once previously. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Uh, I'll just restart. Yeah, man. So you I think was listening to the Eclipsters episode. Yes. And I came up with an idea for what the sequel should actually be. It should be called Eclipsters 2... Total Eclipse of the Sun, S O N. Instead of daughters being swapped out, it's the sons being swapped out. All right, thank you. Bye. Total Eclipse of the Sun, S O N. S O N. Eclipsers two. Total Eclipse of the Sun. Right, but then they wouldn't be Eclipsers; they'd be Eclipse Bros. Well, that's why it's the sequel. It's like it's the <clears throat> sons of those right. two women. What about Son of Eclipse? <laughs> that's the third one. <laughs> Where we get Jim, the Jim Varney estate involved. Eclipsters 2, son of Eclipse. <laughs> son of Eclipse. That's how we'll request people to say it. <laughs> but thanks, Sam. And uh, I appreciate yeah. the mid-call. You know what? I'm not going to call back. I'm just going to re- get yeah. myself, take a second, Got himself and come together. back in. Yeah. I like it. He, he collected himself. Yeah. There's a call before that where he's like, I'm calling about fuck shit fuck fuck <laughs> thanks for calling sam uh let's go ahead and get into these jams yeah man. what do you say i love a jam let's start with a uh caller we haven't heard from in a while okay call number four hey telefriends it's dave long time yeah. listener six time caller Whoa. uh bo <clears throat> recently called me out on the where you at section as an industrial guy and i guess that's me yeah. Uh, so you, I'm dog. here to say that, you know, industrial music has a really embarrassing history of doing fairly terrible cover versions of songs. So I'm giving you guys a jam in, which is KMFDM covering Mysterious Ways by U2. And I'm requesting two jams out. Bo and Casey, what are each of your favorite cover songs? Curious to hear what you have to say. Love you guys too. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. So when I was fifteen, I bought a KMFDM shirt without ever having heard KMFDM. Awesome. Cause it was so rad. I wore it, and all the time, like the coolest, weirdest people would come up and be like, "I love that shirt, man." <laughs> I'm like, "Yep, it's my favorite." <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> Is this for real? <laughs> Did I make this? Set a million dollars on fire? I have no idea. Here's my follow-up submission to my KMFDM story. I still don't know what KMFDM does. Like, well, they do this. Well, yeah. I still don't know if I've heard an entire KMFDM song. 
but I would totally wear that shirt again if I could find it. <laughs> what was on it? Yeah, it was some bullshit. <laughs> do you uh do you have a favorite cover song? I do. Well, I have a current favorite. Okay. So there's an artist I know that's particularly near and dear to your heart because you're singing it last week, singing one of her songs last week, and kept getting it in my head. Oh yes, you're talking about Edie Brickell. Yes, Edie Brickell has a song called "Circle of Friends," but it was also covered by Jay Maskus of Dinosaur Jr. Wow. Her version is pretty obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's very Edie Bacrell. If you're into that, it's probably a banger. Right. The Jay Maskus version is just called Circle. All right. Not a banging jam. No, but I mean, it's a pleasant jam. It's early in the morning for us. Like, yeah. this is a pretty good way to start. Like, if we could if we could go back in time and make it so we never hear the KMFDM song and go right into this... <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah, so like, he's kind of got a famous-ish cover of that Matthew Star song. Mm-hmm. That Fade Into You. Fade Into You, yeah. But I prefer this one. This is good. I like it when musicians... Like, I would have never heard that Edie Brickell song. Before. Right, like, I like it when, like, musicians find the fucking beauty in a thing that, like, you don't think is beautiful. Yeah. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, like, if you listen to this and then like, her version, like, it's the same words, you know? Yeah. But there's an emotion to it that he adds. Right. That I'm sure she is cool with. And I mean, I think the thing about Edie Brickell is she's a songwriter, right? Yeah. So, like... So maybe she's not the best arranger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe so it seems like Jay Maskus strips it down to like, let's get down to the song. Right. Yeah. Any, fo- very, like any of his songs, very much just focus on words. Yeah. Especially his solo stuff. This is good. Yep. Thanks, Casey. Yeah. It's a good jam out. Yeah. Uh, I... I, I don't know if this is my favorite cover. I think my favorite cover right now is that cover of a of a of, of the theme from Greece, the Frankie Valley cover that we played a while back. But I don't. I try not to repeat jams, as you know. Yeah, I don't uh, know if that one's my favorite cover, but it's one that I've been listening to lately. It's dope. There's a uh, a band I think out of Austin called ST Thirty Seven, and they did a cover of the song "Just You" by David Lynch and Angelo Badalamenti, uh, that is featured. I think it's season two of the original run of Twin Peaks. Yeah. So there's a song on it, Just You, and it's like the character Motorcycle Jacket James is like plaintively singing these vocals. But this band covered it, and it's really good. And it's like Twin Peaks fever lately. Like, people will not shut up about Twin Peaks in my life. Like, it's... It's everywhere. Yeah. Like, I don't watch it, and I don't care, and I probably never will. Right. But I like that there's a thing in pop culture that people are super... Like... They feel away. Yeah, like it, it is making people feel away and like exciting them to not know an answer to a thing. Yeah. It's something being popular and being made by someone smarter than the audience. And the yeah. audience being okay with that. I think it's an audience figuring out that the director doesn't owe them anything. Yeah, which, which is, is amazing. weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So this is like all that happens in the, in this, on the show version is just this. Is that like a teapot in the background? I mean, I don't know if that actually happens in the background, but in the, on no, the show, it's, it's just sound, guitar. I mean, vocals. but on the sound, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, or like, yeah, I don't know. Or just feedback. Yeah. This one has. Yeah. Fuller. 
which I think is dope. Like, yeah, this is great. Also, not like a banger of a jam, but like, yo, man, it's early. <laughs> we got plenty of calls left. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but it's also early in the day. Like, yeah. we usually don't record. It's pre-noon right now and, and here in podcast land, and fucking, we don't usually do this until... It's a beautiful Sunday. It's lovely out. It's pre-noon. Which is the morning, also known as. I got bummed out on a World War One podcast on my way over. So this is like perfect to build me back up. Right on, man. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Welcome yeah. back, Case. Welcome back from World War One. I usually I fade these out, but I like I really like where the sun's at right now. Anyway, yeah, just you, ST37. Well, this nicely leads us into our next call, though. I think was... Okay. Which is going to be uh, a follow-up to a, a question we had last week and a, a seeking of clarification Oh, on, point your, of, on your jam policies. Point of order. Sort of. Uh, with call number three. Hey, guys. It's Molly. Hey. Um, I've heard of her. So now you uh, like to stay positive on the show, no bummers, etc. Um, but I'm going to call you out a little bit on something. Okay. In the uh, last episode, Lydia was asking, you know, what would it take for you all to uh, <laughs> go to a uh, nudist recreational area? And um, pause on that one real quick. The- yeah, I thought of what it would take. Oh, I don't know, fifty calls a week to choose from. Yeah, yeah, calls, calls, uh, fifty calls a week to choose from. Fuck yeah! Where are we going? I'm getting naked at this table right now. <laughs> would you live stream? <laughs> It'd take more than 50. <laughs> let's be honest. If I do it, it's going to get a lot more than 50. What if it was like, all right, 50 calls a week and you got to live stream yourself drinking pea milk? Yeah. Fill me up. <laughs> gross. That's the grossest possible response. <laughs> <laughs> the ideas that came up from you all is, um, uh-huh. you know, maybe spending a weekend with Jay-Z. Yeah. Now, who else lives in that house? I know you mentioned her, but like, How's Queen Bee not the headliner there? Like, if I'm hanging out with someone in that house for the weekend, and, and like, what's really going to draw me to that? I know Jay-Z is accomplished, incredible, but, like, how does Beyonce not get to be the, the star in that dream scenario? Just uh, putting that out there. But what I'm really calling about... Hmm. Um, Both. Kind of in that. Well, answer as they come. Yeah. Well, right. Okay. <clears throat> and the answer to that is like you don't get in to see your favorite band by knowing the guitarist. <laughs> you know the guy working the door. That's who you go to see, and you're like, oh, you happen to be here with this amazing person, also. Gee, I didn't think of that. Come on. Also, I, like Beyonce is the best. Yeah. She like she doesn't have to be everyone's personal hero though, and like yeah. she's the fucking best. Like for years, Jay Z's been like you know like a, a like a re, like a fucking force in my life. Like uh, he's yeah. a he's a dude who like informs. Like it's weird. Like Beyonce would just be like, "You're great. What yeah. you do is really great." And like I don't know if I would have a whole lot else. Like <laughs> like I just want her to be great. I think that like Jay didn't get really really good until yeah. he got. Or until he married Beyonce, or until they, until he got together with Beyonce. Like Beyonce is a is a huge part of the reason why Jay Z is so important to me in my life. Yeah. Like, don't get it wrong. Of course, I'm there to see Beyonce, but like, fucking, <laughs> that's part of the reason. I, I don't know ten Beyonce songs off the top of my head. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
Uh, pretty close. I, I know the titles to Tim yeah, Beyonce yeah. songs, but I don't know like every. Does Destiny Child count? Yes. Okay, then I could probably do too. All of them. All, you know, we, what makes Beyonce so fucking awesome is that this is somebody said this on another podcast, but it's fucking true. Is that everything she does? Okay, so like there's this like John Lennon thing where John Lennon would talk about how his songwriting technique was being a creep. Yeah, being kind of creep. His songwriting technique was every time he wrote a really good chorus, he turned it into a verse and wrote another chorus. Right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Beyonce does the same thing. It's fucking awesome to hear how she, like every part, every component of every one of her songs, every part of it is a hook. Like there's nothing in it that's not like a crazy earworm. Like there's nothing in it that's not perfect. Yeah. So fuck yeah. Beyonce, like (laughs) what I'm saying is like having Jay-Z be like a fucking cultural touchstone or personal cultural touchstone doesn't like in any way negate how fucking awesome Beyonce is. It's only increased by the fact that also Beyonce. Yeah. Fucking night, man. (laughs) vein is i feel like as i get older i am less uh in the know about good music uh, and I, i'm not sure what that's all about i've talked to some friends about it some sort of feel the, the same way so like we all have maybe a couple of people in our friend group that really hold the torch for kind of being aware of good music um i think both of you all do that really well Thanks. Um, I'm, and I'm going to hit up Bo here just because I think our music tastes are really aligned. <laughs> How do you stay apprised of what's good? Just thinking about that in the last episode with your uh, jam out for Steely Dan. Thank God you didn't do another Steely Dan song. I'm 100% on board with, uh, with you there, Casey, and with Bo's wife on that one. Um, but yeah, like, how are you? How do you? Hashtag what fuck what are the best you. ways to kind of keep apprised of? of new good music that's being released. Uh, I think, I think you're all both really good at it. Okay. Uh, have a great up. Bye. So yeah, I, I have a thing about this. Like I have a friend, Jesse Lee, who told me one time, he's like, you have to, you have to keep listening to new music. You have to, you have to stay after it. Cause like, otherwise like that whole part of you atrophies, like mm-hmm. then you're just a guy who listens to old shit, Yeah. which I'm a guy who also listens to old shit. I think it's important to do that too, but I think you have to like, there's two things about it. You, and I think you should weigh in also maybe first. Uh, Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> what I'm saying is I think there's two things. There's one, you have to fucking commit to doing it you have to be like you have to put in the work you really have to put in the work and two the hardest part about it is you really have to like trust your ear and that's i think it gets harder and harder as you get older too like yeah you're less convinced that like you're on top of like and i think it's current trends or yeah and i think it's also there's like two kind of situations where you can be in you could be in like a group of friends that are all doing that mm-hmm. and sometimes it turns into a little bit of a pissing contest of who discovered what first and it's also not about the, the sound itself yeah it's more about I got a new thing, yeah. you know. Right. It's a collecting. It's a collecting yeah. thing. Yeah. Or you can be in a group that it's varied people's commitment and interest in discovering new music, which is kind of nice because you could be like yeah. the shower of discovery. Like, look what this is. I thought of you when I heard this, and you could turn to somebody else with a totally different taste and do the same thing. Yeah. It's nice. There's there's a couple of people in our group of friends. Like uh, Brendan is very much a, a, a jam master that I yeah like look to. Yeah, for he's got a he's got a he's got a, a lane that he's really good at. That's because he has the one of the weirder and more eclectic musical backgrounds of any of yeah. anybody I know. Yeah, like he he like has a real working knowledge of like jam band world. Yeah, and like, just I will never understand. No, but yeah, he fuck man, he does it. He finds the jams. See, what well, I I I feel like my efforts to keep up is like very me specific. <laughs> like I'm not in, uh, like I kind of know what genres I like. I kind of know what sounds I like. Yeah. And then I'll discover one band that kind of sounds like that. Then it's just chasing interviews with that band and seeing what they mention or what other people mention that 
yeah along with those bands and i can just search those spotify's yeah. helped amazing like leaps and bounds sure musical taste because like the discover playlist the yeah. fucking the, the related artist shit is bonkers yeah. there's also like this thing where it's like there's shit that i'm always gonna listen to that i like will never play here like yeah fucking like cameron has a new single out where it's called dime after dime where he samples time after time i'm gonna listen to that song 50 fucking times this week but like that's the kind of a me thing that's not really like a thing Do, am i jamming this shit out yeah i think you gotta give an example of your fucking there's this new, shit you found like so fucking it's rare like i do think it, it doesn't i don't think it gets rarer as you get older but i i think it's a rare feeling in general that thing where it's like um you hear a a, a new artist and it hits you right in the fucking jam heart where you're like oh fuck yeah. this is my shit yeah uh because you know like you hear a new guy you usually have to like ease into that dude's aesthetic yeah. and, or that group that artist aesthetic and fucking like where are you at and where you're coming from and all this shit but every once in a while because it could be a real fucking <sighs> bummer to hear something like this is awesome i want to check out the rest and be like the rest be like oh fuck yeah like, unless it's like it all led up to them getting good yeah um, but yo, those dudes in Brockhampton, that's like weird collect. They have a show on Vice now called American Boy Band. It's like so evidently, like to keep up with the world, I just need to like have Vice playing all the time. <laughs> For sure, <yeah>. like <laughs> they're just gonna go ahead and let me know what is cool and is going to be cool. Yes, I, uh, that- I don't know if, how true that is, but yeah. It's always interesting. Yeah, it is. I watched that. Th- speaking of, I watched that. Uh, I can't remember the name of the documentary series, but it's the one about aging skaters. They check uh, epically out. later. Did you watch the Bam one? Yes. So fucking good, right? So good. Because <sighs> like, he became the worst at the beginning of that. I was like, "Fuck this guy!" Like when I yeah. was starting to watch it, I was like, "I uh, see, see." I come from a place where it's impossible for me to root against a jackass guy. No, because I was cool with him forever. Yeah, for a long time. Then, then like, he did Viva La Bam. Shit, yeah, like I was, got awful. so sick of it. It was so self indulgent. Yeah, and I, by that point, I, that's where I'd left him. They were I, giving him so much money, and I started watching. And I was like, oh yeah. It's like I, I remember why I don't like you, but then it started. Then it went back and started reminding me why I liked him. Yeah, because there was a reason he got that big. Yeah. Like, and he was like, like the it was what teenagers of that kind of mindset kind of wanted in the world. Right, we're like, let's all do this. Like he like kind of brought all his buddies with him, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. did shit together, and like they all kept doing it, and doing it, and doing it, and doing it. They, sh- yeah, man, they yeah. show a clip because it's a half hour show, and they showed yeah. a clip of my favorite moment from like the Jackass universe, yeah, second favorite moment, and it's in an episode of Viva La Bam, I think, where Johnny Knoxville and and Bam Margera have not spoken in, in a while, yeah. uh, based on whatever yeah. they had some kind of weird who's the face of Jackass yeah. beef, I think. And fucking Johnny Knoxville comes over to his house with a sawzall and just cuts the top off of his Ferrari. And like, (laughs) fucking, they're like ultra friends after that. Like, it really took Knoxville being like, You still get me. Yeah. I just cut the fucking roof off a $175,000 car. Because I kind of want to sit and watch all the Jackass movies. Oh, man. Jackass 2 is one of my favorite things ever. There's a scene, though, I think it's on like 2.5. Like, it's the fucking the MTV special yeah. where it's Ryan Dunn and Bam Margera fucking sitting and talking next to each other in director's chairs. And Bam's chair just keeps falling apart. It's the funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, I've watched that thing 30 times and I laugh every fucking time I see that thing. There's this group called Brockhampton, though. <laughs> And uh, they got a new album called Saturation Saturated Saturation Two. Uh, track one is called Gummy, and it's dope as fuck. This is a jam-heavy episode. I love, fucking love jams. We ain't done yet. We're saving the biggest jam for last. I'm in. What?
these niggas take me for granted what would happen if i finish better hundred they panic my shooters only speak spanish keep my heart with my dogs keep my car in the yard i can't drive in no way so i let you niggas take off seen the shit that they drop that shit not instantly hot i give that instant rebuff that replay value go off that make my value go up i keep the power in my cup my niggas rolling got the going with a thousand of us that nigga kevin gave rap he too sappy with his shit he don't rap me with his shit he Yo. That's good. Right? It's dope because this is track one. You know what I mean? So it's just like hits you right in the fucking head. Like, yo. <laughs> yeah, man. Brock Hampton. Kevin Abstract is like the main rapper in this thing. So yeah, yeah. Let's keep on this this education train that we're on. Okay. And go to call number five, where you and hopefully with the help of this caller can explain something to me. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Telefam, it's Rachel. Uh, I'm calling with a jam in, jam out situation. Love it. Uh, because at work, I've been listening to a lot of Vaporwave. Or more realistically, I've been watching a lot of Simpsons Wave on YouTube. What? Uh, so the song <laughs> I want to jam in for you is called um, Human Music by the artist Canti, C-A-N-T-I. Uh, and I have a question to go with this jam, which really is like, uh, you know, Vaporwave and a lot of these things uh, rely on pop culture, right, and their imaging or even some of the samples from uh, different shows that they pulled built into the tracks. Are these just like audio memes? Gotta relax. Or like, what is it about Vaporwave that so many people like? Uh, I will keep my answer to that to myself and not influence y'all in any way. Uh, but I would love to hear your thoughts and whatever sweet jam out uh, Bo is going to provide. Bye! So yeah, this is human music by Can Canty. I like it. I like it. I wonder if it's pronounced Canty. I wonder if that's a FLCL reference. I don't know what that reference references. You know, there's that anime called FLCL, Fooly Cooly. It's fucking dope. I've heard of it. Yeah. So you know what? I don't know what the fuck Simpsons I wave like is, it. but I, I have a new thing to it. I think it's a vaporwave with Simpsons. I, right, that would make sense. I don't. I didn't know what vaporwave is, and I heard this call. And I was very thankful for the format of our show, where you're a music guy, and I'm guy who listens <laughs> to calls. Um, so what? Do you, what do you want me to? Do well, I, I get it now. Yeah, vaporwave is if fucking your Nintendo made Steely Dan music. Is yeah. really what it is. Mm, yeah. Because nah. <laughs> yo, can we talk about that just for a minute? Can we revisit that shit for just a Only second? Only if you let something nice and chill play in the background. All right. I have a jam out for this. Okay. Um, waves though. Why do I think people like about it? I think it's because it's fucking yeah. Oh man, honesty time. People like Vaporwave because it's the best possible music to listen to at work. It's like fucking you know you know what I mean. Like it's not invasive enough to to uh, interfere with 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 productivity, but it's yeah. uh, just distracting enough to actually increase productivity. It's pleasant. Yeah, it's you're... pleasant. But I'm saying yeah. like the familiar blips and samples and shit are like yeah. oh yeah like. Yeah. And people like a reference to a thing that they know what it is. For sure. Like, it makes you feel good to be on the inside. It's a group thing. You're the in-group. 
who gets it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is a song by Telepath. Uh, this is a song by a telepath? In a, which is best I can tell is translated, the title will be translated, Dreams Continue, but I don't know. Um, but Vaporwave's dope. I fuck with Vaporwave. Yeah. I, evidently I did too, and I didn't realize it. Yeah. There's a lot of those guys that, like, you listen to a lot of their, like, more up-tempo shit. Like, I think, like, Calm Trues makes, like, some Vaporwave stuff. I know. Yeah, I mean, it, genre distinctions between micro-genres are so fucking weird anyway. And but, that's exactly where I listen to it. It's There's two places I listen to this kind of stuff. At. Work in I the listen, car? I listen to it at work. Yeah. When I'm doing something else that requires my brain. Yeah. Which isn't often. <laughs> or chiller version of this, I listen to with the kid. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like when it's nap time and I wanted her to come down a little bit. She's right. really responding to music now. That's awesome. Like I played the first track off that new national album. Yes. And her head like whipped towards the speaker like Oh word? Baritone scene? <laughs> you don't get that often. <laughs> Yeah, we need to bring K-Tech in studio for an in-studio appearance. Um, I was just saying, like, I was talking about Steely Dan and this discussion about Steely Dan the other day, and I was like, you know, people love yacht rock, and people love hair metal and shit. So my thing is, my the, the analogy I work with is that Steely Dan is to yacht rock what Guns N' Roses is to hair metal. Maybe I don't like Yacht Rock. Maybe not. It's this... What annoys me is this wistfulness <laughs> to their songs. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, shucks, man. <laughs> kind of bullshit. My wife said that every time a Steely Dan song comes on, she wants to light her hair on fire. <laughs> it's so... It's crazy that it's that polarizing, though. Like, I don't some, get it. something about... A certain kind of masculinity to it that irks the shit it off is my the shit. Sound of privilege yeah, is what it's it is. Like, and it's like kind of complaining about privilege, how privileged they are too. Like they're super, it's super privilegy. Yeah. But complaining about what got them there. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> go fuck yourself, Steely Dan. Go. It's the, it's the, the it's them lamenting the. I'm gonna sound like an asshole. It's the, it's them <laughs> lamenting the, the too slings late. and arrows of outrageous fortune too fucking late. <laughs> but yeah, it's like again, I don't have true anger for Steely Dan. Right. But they can fuck off for the rest of my life. <laughs> Man, all right. So they can just be playing in the in the BMWs that zip past me <laughs> on the road, and that's fine. Because <laughs> that's exactly who's listening yeah. to Steely Dan. All right, yeah. Let's, let's take a jam break. Okay. I mean, I never do, but and hit up a classic. Okay. Call number eight. Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. How though? Welcome to TFDD. <laughs> Bo. Yes. You are Stone and the Brobarian. Indeed. Warlike Wordsmith and Dishwashing Dynamo. Word. Casey, no. you are Blazit, sixth of twenty. Sixth time tinkering thaumaturge and cantankerous taco artist. 
After leveraging the malfunctioning natural laws of math time, along with Blazit's 6th of 20's newly acquired and most bodacious unicorn mane, into a sponsorship from Torm and Glorp's taco stand and adventuring company LLC, that was our noble ne'er-do-wells find themselves <laughs> on the outskirts of Santiva, a humble hamlet on the Wolven Steps. Humble. humble. In front of our fearless friends' faces squats a ramshackle establishment the occasional hoot of a steam pipe or falling shingle percusses the purveyor's good. placid presence Dog, in the quiet countryside. Off the chain. A sign above the door swings focus. serenely, identifying the ill-kept institution as BB's Bits. Huh. Having spent a week sleuthing a trail of clues it's to BB's this bits. very spot... Stonen and Blazit are fully prepared for the scene that meets them upon entry. I'm not prepared. An array of varied wares that would make the most eclectic collector weep. Varied wares? Behind the counter, Bartholomew ah. Blacktar, apparently a woman with the visage and fashion sense of a grizzled disco pirate, stands as our heroes approach. The woman speaks. Let us waste no time. I know whither you wastrels quest. She then casts off her disguise. That makes one of us. Revealing yeah. the what? head of a beautiful unicorn perched atop the voluptuous disco pirate body. Wait, you have the head For of a unicorn. For I am Blazit, 12th of 20. Oh, shit. She says, um, surprising absolutely it's nobody. always you. She leans in closer. The location of the first bead of the Abacus Lord will be revealed to you <laughs> after a satisfying bout of bartering. All a right. twinkle in her eye, Blazit the Twelfth points to Stonan. Hello. I know you have not one, but two legendary swords in your possession. True Perhaps indeed. Perhaps you'd part with one? And you, sixth of twenty, <laughs> I recall an ever-extending, stiffening staff I owned while in your place. Trade with me, and your destination will be revealed, free of charge. I have many fine wares, as you can see. Fine is one descriptor of the curios arrayed around this joint. A many-horned helm, lacking any eye holes. A dagger that seems to scream ceaselessly all on its own. A small supply of rejuvenating herbs. And a book with no fewer than 21 locks. What do you do? The book sounds important. Uh, hold on. I, let me... But before... Hmm. I want to just hear me out. Okay. Every if like so if you and I have to negotiate as a team against you from the future, then every yeah. time we come up with a plan, you're I gonna know gonna about it ahead yeah. of time. So what we're gonna need Blizzy twelfth of twenty to do is literally take like a, a some sort of uh sleep sleeping sleep inducing draft some sort of you know what i mean like uh you got to be unconscious and give us the room while we figure out our bartering plans mm -hmm. eat souls. okay that's what i'm saying here's my thing Let's, how about i distract me mm -hmm. and then you sleep or hold me just to knock you out and then we just take everything but what if the but me saying that means they'll oh, no, yeah it. see she's already but here's the, the thing. thing yeah if she doesn't right have you. the growing staff uh -huh. Now, uh -huh. that means I don't give it to her. Oh, that's true. 
That's weird. But then, but unless she says she, that because it? she knows it for a fact, is maybe. Then how do I lose it in between here and there? Right. And maybe she's sold it. So I can't since. have given it to her. Unless she sold it since. So I'm making a dime off time and me. Okay. Do you have, by any chance, like a sleep draft that we can. Yeah, it's called Left Fist. <laughs> Knock me out. I, I turn to Blizzy 12th of 20 and I'm like, I'm sorry. I say, Booyah! And I leap over your shoulder and hit me in the face. Yeah. First thing we're going to do is we're going to take this screaming dagger that doesn't stop screaming and we're going to throw it in a well. Yeah, for sure. I'm into that. Because it's been in the background screaming the entire time. <laughs> awful. It's awful. I cannot take it. I hate it. Uh, I guess we're going to need this book. I, I guess. There's a book with a lot of locks on it. But who gives a fuck about it? She doesn't have a well. Where can I put it? Um, pot of water? Is there a pot of water? Yeah. Let's put it in the toilet. It's One thing you should know about me is my mother always told me it's always have a pot of water. By all means. Then you never know. Can you do a foley sound of a of a of a scream that is underwater? <laughs> Hello, travelers. That? I'm the water dagger. <laughs> All this time he's been screaming because he needs to be in water. I fucking dig it. Thanks. <laughs> I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> and he dissolves. Yeah. Here's all right. Let me. Let me lay this on you. Let's take everything. What if in exchange for everything, including the knowledge of the first fucking thing that we're looking for, uh-huh. we offer one half of our share in fucking Tormenglorf sponsorship, which we know is fucking worthless. So uh, until it's exactly. not. So let's Unless off. future me goes way into the future yeah. where like it pays off. Yeah. And I'll we'll spend time expanding <laughs> and franchising. Yeah. Right. But we'll keep using. Fantasy air quoting. Let's just keep selling off junk shares of this dumb business yeah, every time. Hey, and this is such a new idea, and Omi's knocked out. Yeah. If we get pen to paper quick, <laughs> I won't even have time to remember it. All right, so let's do that. Yeah, and let's take this fucking book and that fucking helmet that doesn't have eye holes. Don't put that on. Um, and I, I think we're good. Yeah, she'd be a... She'd? You'd? She'd. You'd she. She'd me. Shmee. <laughs> You'd be a fool to pass up on this offer. Shmi's no fool. Shmime. <laughs> Shmime no fool. You know, I'm going to go ahead and sign this. We'll assume. If you signed it, it's fucking binding. Yeah. Signed and bind, dog. Sound and bam. <laughs> up, top, did it again. All day. All day. <laughs> Till next week. That's been... Really? Yeah. That's been Telefriends? Yeah. Episode 49? Yeah. Come back next week for episode 50? I mean, we all know that I've got one more in the chamber. <laughs> but it's the great, it's the greatest jam question of all time. <sighs> but I want to thank our resident killing it every week jam, Taku. Yeah. It's still good every it's, time. Every time I hear it, it makes me so happy. It's called Supposed to Do. I thought the album Do What You Love. My phone rang the other day because that's my ringtone. Nice. And so he goes, what is that? Yeah, and you're like... I was like, it's the theme song for a local... Okay, okay, <laughs> good to okay call-in comedy podcast. <laughs> you should check it out. It's like, nah, but I love that song. <laughs> I get it. I won't do that. <laughs> it's like, if you want to hear 20 seconds of it, I'm weekly. Guy. Just keep calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Taku. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks everybody for calling. Uh, thanks, new caller Sam on the case. Yeah. Dave's Dave back on the comeback trail. The, Kelly, where, where the you? fuck are you at? Either Kelly, yeah, either Kelly at this point. Mystery got, compliment, got, Kelly or Kelly if it counts. 
They're two different people, but either one. Combo Kelly. Yo, word. What's up? If both Kellys call with three great calls each, I'll have a Kelly episode. We'll cut it in half. One half Kelly, other half Kelly. Yeah. We'll Kelly it up. But it's going to require all our Kellys coming together. Come on. Come on, Kelly. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um yo uh we're gonna be back next week with episode fucking 50 50 yeah this has been 49 but yo next week is episode 50 50 Five zero. that's fucking cool yeah oh man i have a good idea for episode 52 by the way okay i have a good idea for episode 52.5 oh yeah <laughs> we'll have to wait and find out yeah i mean we're gonna not talk about it okay okay because okay. i don't want to i want to or should we i don't even want to announce it at all i just want you to know that i have a good <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. You ready for this? Yeah, I think so. Call, I number, think... call number one, then call number two right after. True or false? Jim Buffett is a fucking genius. I, should I? Should we call two? I, I forgot to request a, a jam in for uh, a Jimmy Buffett song of of your choice while you are. That would be a discussing jam. Discussing the. The, the brilliance Jimmy. or lack thereof of this of this man. Thanks. Fuck. So there's been some slight controversy about our uh, hot takes on another band. Yeah. Are we about to do the same to the Buffets? To the Paraheads of the world? Yeah. Let me find a fucking. Ugh. Do you have a favorite Jimmy Buffett song? I don't know. Is this the one? Is this the one? I Cheeseburger guess, in Paradise? Because that's like. Dude, the problem with Jimmy Buffett songs is the is it mirrors like all the music for Jimmy Buffett's song like half a turn quieter than any other popular artist, and the vocals are turned up just a little bit extra. It's so focused on his reedy, shitty voice. <laughs> that, well, I think that you what you were saying before, where before we edited the part out where I played this other song, uh, was that you don't like Jimmy Buffett for the same reason you don't like Steely Dan. And I think that's absolutely true of the song Margaritaville. Yeah. That song is definitely about that, like, world-weary, yeah. but it's fucking boo, fucking who. Um, well, there's two fucking Jimmy Buffett songs I know of. We just played five seconds of one, and the other one you just mentioned. Yeah. What about this one? Do you fuck with this one? Like, I fucking hate the production value. I hate... Yes. You you do fuck with this one. No, I hate this. <laughs> I took off for a weekend last month just to try and recall the whole year. Changes in latitudes, changes in attitudes. Fuck it. I come around. Fuck it. This is my jam. <laughs> do you think okay, this so is the new theme song to the show? <laughs> Is Jimmy Buffett a genius? I say true. I say he Fuck is a yeah, genius. Fuck yeah, man. Fucking make your dollar. Sit on your beach. He, he fucking... F- fucking... You know, I think Weary he's... white people happy. Fucking whatever it is. Good well, job. Here's what I think it is, though. I think that he sounds like how he got his start. He sounds like the... I th- how I think he got his start. Where I think he was a guy fucking playing in bar rooms and fucking like you know uh, hotel bars in the florida keys and yeah. so like he sounds like fucking it, vacation all the instruments sound like fucking every band you've heard in some shitty place when but it's also beach. like steel drums yeah. and like yeah like, it's yeah, like yeah. every shitty beach band like plinky plinky somebody's blown into a conch shell not doing anything yeah it's yeah so i think it sounds like vacation so i think every time that it's never going to scare you or intimidate you it's never going to surprise you it might make you laugh if you are an idiot 
<laughs> How do you feel about Hunter S. Thompson? Uh, it's a good thing for every 20-year-old to enjoy for a couple years. Sure. I, I mean, I think it's cool that Jimmy Buffett, like, sort of saved Hunter S. Thompson's life. Yeah, that's great. He like, gets a weird sort of pass for that from me. Like, I'm totally okay with Jimmy Buffett out there being Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Making the people that like that kind of thing like that kind of thing. But it has zero fucking place anywhere else in the world. Which is kind of what it has. It's like, it's never out. I never run into Jimmy Buffett songs. Like, it's very... You used to, though. Very specific. You have to, like... Oh, I mean, place. I grew up on a fucking island. So, yeah. like... You're on island time. Yeah. <laughs> So I grew up surrounded by Jimmy Buffett. I grew up surrounded by like adults snickering when fucking Why Don't We Get Drunk and Screw comes on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Jimmy Buffett was like fucking. Yeah, it's like, like I just want to scream at them. Like, it's okay. Just fuck old people. <laughs> we don't care. Young people don't care if you want to fuck. Here's my question to you, though. Why is it like you got to fucking grow out of these writers like Hunter S. Thompson and Jack Kerouac? Like, what is it about those dudes that you have to grow out of, but you don't have to grow out of the other shit that you're into? Because they're political in a way that doesn't hold up when your views on politics change. And what? Go on. I think Hunter S. Thompson's anarchic approach to the way he kind of once wanted life to be yeah doesn't really make fucking sense to me when i'm an adult and like looking at the world and like considering my life yeah like i don't want the guy across the street to own a thousand guns and be able to go outside and shoot fucking machine guns at stuff well that's the world you live in now well yeah it's not fucking happening in my life right (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like that's like a simplification of a lot of things sure but that combined with as he got older his views became creakier and his writing became yeah less sharp yeah yeah it was easy to start getting off that train yeah i just think that like the the shit you're never more an extremist than you are when you're like a teenager to your 20s i think no i, I disagree i, I think, think I'm on like, average yeah well maybe i don't know i just think that like i don't know i think at the height of his powers he's, i think like during his later years he almost becomes like a um a boxer in their later years where they're like head hunting and just like looking for knockout punches instead yeah. of like the doing the work and the discipline of we know what they're there for yeah, they yeah. know what they're there right. for we're here for a paycheck trying to get a yeah. knockout it's like a it's, and so it's he's like, like a jimmy buffett <laughs> it's like just out there playing the hits yeah, but to I'm the saying, people like, that want to hear the hits. Hunter, like, as Thompson at the height of his powers, I think is a fucking a valid thing. I yeah, think Hell's great. Angels is like stands the fuck up. And it's I a think. great look on the way things were then. Yeah. But as he got older, he kept trying to keep that outlook on the things were evolving faster than he was evolving. Sure, with sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And it made him look like an old man. And that's not what you wanted in your Hunter S. Thompson. You don't want an old man. No, you want him you to just be a, Johnny Depp. A fucking scary Except not anymore. Yeah, scary, smart, challenging person. And he stopped being that. He became a curmudgeon. He became, you know, yeah. a caricature. Uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that's where the money was, though, for him. Yeah, no, no, it makes sense. It's hard. I don't think anyone was, was paying him to be an elder statesman who's, like, mellowed out. I think people wanted him to be fucking sniffing fucking mounds of cocaine off yeah, halves of grapefruits. When you get super successful for being outrageous and extreme yeah, and on the edge, it's hard to be outrageous and extreme on the edge. When you're successful. Like Aerosmith says. Living on the edge. <laughs> you can't help yourself from falling. Yeah. That's <laughs> the only way <laughs> to goes down. <laughs> so, Bo, I ask you to leave us with a jam. I want your <sighs> island jam. Your, oh, fuck. Your beach time jammers. You're on island time. Yeah. Your inherent nature is island time. For sure. How do you feel about this for some island shit? Leave on Skanking Dub. 
Augustus Pablo, King Tubby, from King Tubby Meets Rockers Up. I love King Tubby. I've never heard King Tubby. What? Dog. Get familiar. I've been calling myself King Tubby and now I feel like an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to get... The SEO on that is not going to be great. (laughs) Here at Telefriends, we're super concerned with SEO. (laughs) Time to send back my King Tubby shirts I've been making. (laughs) been building this brand. (laughs) You can probably still wear it. All right. That's been a jam-heavy Telefriends friend. Fuck yeah, man. Thanks for being Telefriends, buddy. Thanks for coming out. Um, yeah, that's 149. That's episode 50 is next week, man. 50. That's a fuckload of episodes. That's ah, when we started. This 50 is well beyond the the number that I was like was my fucking benchmark. Yeah. For when we were like we're fucking doing this thing. Yeah. It's like 50 is like holy shit. Let's go check the archives because I think we talk about this in an episode. Yeah. About what we think the show's going to be. <laughs> Where we start, we're going to start taking the show seriously. Right. Any, I take it seriously now, do you? Any day now. As <laughs> <laughs> soon as I catch up on episodes. You're 100% right. Oh, what? I'm fucking obsessed with Spencer Pratt's Instagram, man. It's so good. It's so fucking good that shit the other day he was at a crystal store and he was all like you know i gotta get this tanzanite pinky ring <laughs> you know, to show somewhere yes <laughs> the car <laughs> it's the best show on tv it's the best show.